and welcome back to Franklin Covey's On Leadership Series. My name is Scott Miller, and by now you know I serve as the host and interviewer each week of what is now the world's largest and fastest growing weekly podcast dedicated to the topic of leadership. Now, each week we tend to oscillate between a Franklin Covey thought leader and an outside thought leader. And today I'm delighted to welcome back to the set, Lena Renee, who is our Vice President of Global Consulting. Lena, welcome back. Thank you, Scott. Glad to have Always you here. Always a pleasure, thank you. And two-time Wall Street Journal best-selling author of the book Leading Loyalty and the Five Choices to Extraordinary Productivity. What's it like to be a two-times best-selling author? Oh, it's exciting, yeah. Every bit of it was exciting, writing, and then being able to speak about areas of expertise. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Most importantly, do your twin girls care? <laughs> they literally do not. They don't care. <laughs> but they're bookworms, so you'd think that you'd slip them in One day. <laughs> One day. One day when they're 30, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Lynn, we brought you back on primarily because of your expertise around time management, productivity. Mm -hmm this idea of balancing efficiency and effectiveness. Mm -hmm. And you and I chose deliberately to have this conversation today in February yeah. because we wanted to kind of launch into this goal setting methodology after everybody has struggled with falling on their goals, yes, right? In yes, January. That's right. What is the reason why most people tend to fail to live up to their, their goal setting? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a depressing statistic, right? That by the end of January, a bunch of people have already let go of what they've just a few weeks before committed like to. Like I think 90 plus percent is, I know, the, is the research. I know, I know. And I'm sure there's a whole myriad of reasons why people let go of their goals. I think um, my opinion is at, at its core, part of this is the motivation, right? You're inspired and there's this, I'm writing it down and I'm committed and at some point, that motivation wanes to where you're not willing to wake up and go to the gym in the morning or you're not willing to commit to the things you have. And, and, and look, behavior change is hard. We know that in our industry of behavior change. And life is tough sometimes. So I'm sure it's a whole host of things. Life is very tough and goal setting is extremely hard yeah. and changing behaviors is harder than both of those put together. Yes, right? yes, it is. Uh, should we telephone the towel? I mean, is it, is it is a reasonable approach to say, don't just set goals and live your life? Well, I mean, I think you and I both know people who are brilliant at this, right? They're not done in January. They're not done any right, day of the year. Right. And so, them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know yeah. who we're talking about. <laughs> we know them. Well, but you just think, you know, of course we want to make progress. I mean, human beings are on an amazing journey, each of us, and nearly everyone I know wants to be better. So there's some this amazing optimism, human optimism that we, we both see that yeah. in leaders. And so, of course, it's not a matter of throwing in the towel. Of course we want to continue to get better and maybe giving us ourselves some grace. Yeah, well said. We're going to get deeper into today's topic around goal setting. Uh, you and I are friends off the air. We're friends outside of the office place and our families are social. You and I have something in common. Uh, it's not education. It's not competence <laughs> or skill, but we're both readers, right? I mean, yes. you've read most yes. of the books in the studio. Yeah. I've read almost all these books as well. And uh, we have some Senate around today. I think one of my favorite books up here is the book by John Acuff yes. around finish. finish. It's a very yes. simple book. And in the opening of John's book, he talks about how the fact that he went around his home and collected all of the unused chapsticks. We had like 40 <laughs> or something. Yes. So I went around with my oldest son, Thatcher, and I couldn't find any chapstick at like 3 o'clock. Couldn't find a single one. <laughs> by 3.10, we had 24. Unused chapsticks in a jar. Because I think it's it's very similar is that in yeah. our life yeah. we spend so much time and focus on starting, mm -hmm. on launching, on preparing. Mm -hmm. And then at some point our energy wanes yeah. and we don't finish a lot of what we do. From your your expertise in neuroscience and productivity and 
um, effectiveness. Why do you think the human brain is so distracted right now mm. in wanes when it comes to finishing? Well, I think there is excitement to your point when we start things, right? I mean, it's, there's energy behind it, it's thrilling. And then as we go throughout the routine, when it becomes routine, we stop peaking interest in it, right? Our brains stop catching on it. And we like new things, we're easily distracted. And of course, you and I both know that in today's world, that's even more problematic. We're constantly being distracted by our technology. And it's not getting less. I mean, I, I, I speak around the nation less. and I say, if you think you're distracted now, wait till tomorrow, yes. right? Netflix isn't gonna yes. have less programming Yes, next, your next phone's year. not gonna have next less week. pings or dings. Right. So I think our technology is something, if we're going to continue to focus and finish things and get through to the goals we're looking at, then part of it is managing our technology and our focus and our energy prioritization. Lena, by every measure, you've had an extraordinary career, right? Master's degree in economics, vice president of Franklin Covey's global consulting uh, uh, capability. I think you were the youngest vice president mm -hmm. in the company worldwide two-time best-selling author. Uh, share about some of the things that you do in your personal life, in your professional life, that have uh, attributed, contributed to your success, to your goal Yeah, team. thanks for asking. I, I'd love to hear some of your best practices as well, because you're good at this as well. My life. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I, I think of goal setting in two buckets. One is how do you care for yourself? This is habit seven from, from the seven habits, right? Yeah. This is, I have one tool in my life to make a contribution with every day. So if I'm not caring for myself, I'm setting myself up to fail. And, and in fact, there's great books about the discipline that it takes to finish goals or to complete goals. And some of that is, am I sleeping? Right? Your discipline is markedly higher when you're well rested. Am I eating properly? Um, am I taking care of my relationships? So, so that's one piece of it is you, you have this one engine to drive your life. Stop there a second because I think that's easy, easier said than done. I know. But you, honestly, I know. you I know you extremely well. You're one of my closest friends. You have an extraordinary capability to have balance in your life. You work very hard. And you play hard. Yes, I do. You have I great do. balance with your friends <laughs> and your family. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll be I'll be at home working. I'll be texting you, and you'll be like, "I'm at Machu Picchu. I can't talk for two days. <laughs> I'm getting ready to ascend." Right? Or you'll be in Guatemala. Yeah. Or you'll be with your family in St. George. Yeah. And then you'll be on a five-day road trip for the company. I mean, mm -hmm. you have. What have you done? Is it mindset? Is it discipline? What have you done that you could share with our listeners and viewers to have extraordinary personal and professional success? and life balance with renewal. Yeah, I, I think you know being involved in writing The Five Choices was a game changer for me because ultimately, while I have to care for myself and that's one part of accomplishing goals, you have to know where this engine is driving you. Right, so what's the long-term vision? So I, I constantly have this, what's my five-year plan? What does life look like in five years? And then everything has to gear towards that, has to build towards that. But I visit that five-year plan regularly. Right, I mean, I'm actually every morning, I wake up and I rewrite what life looks like in five years to me. Okay, so stop there. Yeah. On a napkin, on a chalkboard, I mean, you I wake have, up every morning, talk about that, yeah. that's, that's a ritual. It is a ritual, and for me, it's a really meaningful one. So I have a journal, and actually, if you saw the journal, you would think I was bonky, bonkers, because every page is almost the same. I never look back at a previous page, but I sit down and I think, okay, so it is, 2025, January 2025, what does my life look like? And I bullet point out, 
exactly what life looks like. What does my marriage look like? What does the relationship with each of my daughters look like? What does my career look like? And it's probably seven or eight minutes. It's just you know free form yeah. thought. At, at, with a cup of coffee in bed? Yes, on the counter, yeah, yeah just yep, a cup yeah. of coffee in my bedroom um, on one of my, you know, it's actually the chair I use for journaling every morning. You write, you write it out. I write it out. Because you're very tech savvy. You actually get pen and paper. I do. You have a special journaling chair. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I, 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 I'm peeling this onion because I think rituals have these kind of quirky components, don't they? They do, I think they really do. And so then what, what that does for me is, so I've just described what I want my marriage to look like. Well, today, you know, if that's, if that's my vision five years from now, that starts today. And I'm more inclined to say, okay, what am I going to do today that builds to that marriage? or to that career, or to that financial stability that yeah. I've just written. Lena, you don't claim to be a neuroscientist, and you're not, but you've yeah. done a lot of studying in the last decade around the, the relationship between our, our brains and our thinking and our productivity mm -hmm. and our habits mm -hmm. and such. Uh, we both read this book, Everything is Figureoutable, yeah. by Marie Forleo. We were interviewing her for this series. She'll come on in a few weeks. And something I loved when I was talking with her is she every day writes her goals mm -hmm. down 10 times in a row. Like, I will not talk in class. I mean, I will not talk. She writes them down 10 times yeah. every day. Yeah. She writes them down yeah. to repeat them. What does the science show about the connection between writing down your goals and the likelihood they're going to become true? Well, two, two things about that that are interesting. A moment ago, we were talking about how easily distracted we are, right? And our brains are pinging. It's the squirrel. People feel like they have ADD. Yeah. And if you are 10 times a day, I mean, that is focus, yeah, right? right. It, this is, it's, it's back to the book, The That's One visualization. Thing. visualization. Right. 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 So, and then there is research that shows when you physically write something down, you yeah. do process it a little differently. And in fact, you commit it to memory right. more effectively as well. So I will pick the winning lottery numbers. I will pick the winning lottery <laughs> 10 numbers. 10 times. Does every that work? Day. Yes. I'm not sure I'm that I'm willing one to works. do that. <laughs> Powerball, right? Exactly. Uh, let's talk about uh, goal setting for mm -hmm. a moment. We've talked about how depressed everybody is the first week of February because we've set lofty goals, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do 10 push-ups every day. You get to January 3rd and you forget one yes. night. You kind of phone it in from yes. your bed. Of course you wouldn't. You would be doing more than that. Uh, what does the science show behind crafting good goals? We hear a lot about smart goals and that seems reasonable. Franklin Covey has a methodology on goals mm -hmm. in the corporate setting, but they're actually quite uh, applicable in our personal lives, are they not? Yes, they Talk really are. Well, well, maybe if I can even step back and say why set goals, because there's, there's part of you who could say, well, I'm just gonna do my best. I'm just gonna show up every day and do my best, and maybe that's good enough. But, but goals, in fact, when we were writing the five choices, one of the people we interviewed gave this great analogy, Ed, Edward Vogel gave this great analogy about goals. He said, it's almost like you have a nightclub bouncer in your brain. And I've always remembered that phrase, a nightclub bouncer in your brain. He said high performers have these really strong filters and high performers actually process less information than low performers. So that's the power of a goal. It's they like, deliberately put less information in their minds? Yes, or, or deliberately, or they have goals. A goal is like giving that nightclub bouncer a VIP list. I see. So it's like, here's, wow. here's a complex set of information You're every so day. focused on what's yes. your priority, yes. it automatically kicks the other things that's right. away. That's right. So, so it, I mean, it's writing it down 10 times yes. a day. It's saying, here's the VIP list. Don't let other stuff in. Yes. So having goals, I mean, that's I pretty powerful. I love this idea. I do, too. I do I, too. You've, you've been holding out on me. <laughs> 
is great. Yeah. So give your nightclub bouncer a yes. VIP list VIP by list. having goals. And the way you yeah. set goals does matter. Right. right? It's not just, um, I'm going to be a great mom. My mind's going to be Tina Turner, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Andre Agassi. That's the VIP yeah. list for yeah. Scott's brain. <laughs> Tina Turner, I know. But, but if you want an effective uh, VIP list, the goal should be structured well. And yeah. we, of course, do have a format for that at Franklin Covey. It's the from X to Y by when. There's a starting yeah. line, there's a finishing line, and there's a time frame. Other people talk about SMART goals. That's another great format. Yeah. It's a very clear VIP list for your brain. I mean, think about what you just shared to me and to everyone. If you just created a goal mm -hmm. and you journaled about it in the morning time by writing it down 10 times yeah yeah and then you hired and tipped your uh what's it called your nightclub um, bouncer, your nightclub bouncer <laughs> with, with your vip list yeah i mean that's that's, that's pretty powerful golden. that's pretty powerful yeah, yeah yeah so and and then of course i th there are so many great resources on this topic of discipline goal setting willpower and i think part of it is knowing yourself a bit as well so knowing that you need the rest knowing when to i mean um daniel pink's book when right, right. so when is your peak time of thinking that's in right, the day in recovery yeah yes yeah. yes so so it's understanding what works best for you as well so that you can actually execute on i want to come back to dan pink's book because that had a profound impact Fact on me when we interviewed him here, the book when you you talked about this goal construction methodology mm -hmm. of from X to Y by when we say it pretty fast here because it's part of yes. our nomenclature. Take a moment and kind of deconstruct what that will look like in someone's corporate life or in their personal life. Taking that from X to Y by when methodology. So, to, to, cri couple critical components of it. We we encourage regardless of the goal that you try and have a metric. So there actually yeah. is a number. The fr the X and the Y are actual metrics right. and that can be hard in a personal life because like what's the metric of being a good mom or a good parent but there are metrics you could say because part of it is you it's it's yes or no there's no ambiguity of whether you accomplished if there's a metric and then the time frame is important as well right so there's maybe some urgency created or at least some clear expectation oh of there's metrics as parenting <laughs> is my wife <laughs> speaking to me tonight because i didn't blow up at the boys <laughs> well you know when i was first um, developing my goals as a mother for me it was you know i've got twin daughters so it was 10 minutes a day with each child individually Right, yeah. so it's yeah. for, at the time, you know, this is when they were smaller and we were getting zero one-on-one -on -one time, right? I was just trying to keep things together right. at home. Right. But saying, you know, I'm gonna find a way to fit 10 minutes with just each one on their own. Or the other one I had was that I'm gonna read one parenting book a month, right? And, and yeah. so, so that's, there's a yes or a no component to it. There, it's not ambiguous, did I do it or did I not do it? And that's pretty powerful in a goal as well. Yeah. The From X to Y by When methodology came from our four disciplines work with Chris McChesney right. and Jim Hewling and Sean Covey. That book's being rewritten and relaunched actually. So exciting. Now. Very and excited. they're so brilliant. Yeah, they are brilliant. Yes. And I think it's been really powerful for so many of our clients because it, it brings a methodology that is so crystal clear. We're going to increase customer retention from 38% yes. to 44% by end of the first quarter, right? And then right. you attach what are lead and perhaps lag measures to that. And with scoreboard methodology, it brings that whole idea of visualization yes. and writing your goals down yes. at the corporate level. It does. And, and one other component for me as I've worked through my goals in that from X to Y um, format is also that I have some passion behind it, right? I think organizations and teams and leaders, it's true as well. What, what, what's the why behind the what of this? What, what's the motivation for doing it? I've found that if, if I can't get excited about the goal, 
I'm going to really struggle to accomplish it. So thinking about, you know, is it from X, we, we often use weight loss examples because that's a common right. goal, right? Is, is, what is exciting about that for you? It's not just I'm going to go from this weight to this weight by this time frame. But what's the why behind the what? What's the motivation? Because I think that is why we lose power and steam behind our goals. When you connect to the why, to your goal, you're more likely to put it on the VIP list, the bouncer's gonna kick it off, you're gonna yeah. get it done. Yeah. Because you're emotionally attached you're, to yeah, it. Yeah, there's some why. I mean, for mm -hmm. me, I decided that, you know, my birthday's in the middle of the year this year, I'm gonna be in the best shape of my life, right? That's what I keep saying, I'm gonna be in the best shape of my life. There is a from X to Y by when, but that's the motivating factor that when it, you know, 5 a.m. and the alarm goes off, I do not feel like waking up. Back to Daniel Pink's book, I'm not a morning person like mm. you. But if I can say, I'm, I'm gonna be in the best shape of my life, there's a visceral motivation to that. I think there is this connection between when and why mm. and what. Like you said, I, I am a morning person. I, I was up at four this morning. <laughs> it was very natural for me, I know. But I bounced yeah. out of bed like Tigger. Yeah. And I was writing, I, I'm writing several books, and I write yes. a column in Inc. Magazine, and all kinds yes. of things, I'm writing a lot. I write from four to 5.30. That's amazing And then, me. believe it or not, my three boys are up, running around at 5.30, I know. They five, got seven, your nine. same they genetics. Do. They yes. do, my wife's yes. kind of a little bit of night and morning. Right? My wife's usually up between mm -hmm. 5.30 and 6. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot going on in the morning time. And my best productivity time is usually between like six and nine. Mm. I'm kind of on fire. Yes. Without caffeine, yes. right? Ready to go, yes. best thinking. And then sort of nine to 11 is sort of processing information, doing things. And then at 11 o'clock, I'm into lunch. Right. So and I've told my yeah. whole team, if you want my best thinking, you have to get on my cycle. Yeah. Because if you try to get yeah. me from three to seven, I'm not checked out, but my energy is waning. Yeah, and I just think understanding some of those things about yourself is important because imagine if you set your writing time from noon to two. I mean, your goals would not be accomplished yeah. the same way. Yeah. So understanding all of these little nuances, and, and again, so many great um, articles, podcasts, TED Talks on this. I would say people should research this. You know, Don't just take for granted that you're gonna set a goal and then February, it's a little depressing because the goal's gone. Like, we can equip ourselves with an enormous toolkit to get better at accomplishing the goals. So what would you say to people around when they craft their goals in terms of making them super ambitious versus really low kind of oh, you know layovers? Where's that sweet spot for yeah, people? Yeah, this is really interesting. In fact, Heidi Grant Halverson in her yeah. book, Succeed, talked about this. She aggregated hundreds of studies about this and showed that goals have to be challenging. Actually, you are more likely to achieve a goal that is difficult than one that is easy. So it, there is, there's a component of, huh. you know, it has to be attainable though. I mean, of course, you can't say I'm gonna, some crazy Run thing. Run for president this right, year. Right, right, right. So there has to be attainable, but make it challenging and make it specific. If you do those two things, what will happen is one, you're more likely to achieve it, and then two, you're more satisfied when you do, because you've earned that goal. It's not some easy kind of phone it in goal. Yeah, you and I are both tempted to look at the wall because we have such inspiration here. Uh, one of our mutual favorite books is The One Thing. Yes. You know, written by the, yes. the leaders at Keller Williams. We had Jay Papazan on the program Brilliant. a few months ago. I, I love this book, The One Thing. Mm -hmm. I, I encourage everyone to buy it. It's a phenomenal book. In essence, it talks about, you know, what is your sort of life goal, five-year goal, mm -hmm. month goal, week goal, mm -hmm. day goal, hour goal, but really kind of your now goal. Like, yes. what are you going to do right now? Yes not an hour from now, right now, to progress 
all of these goals, this cascading of goals. I think it's really, it's so simple. It is, and you know, so one thing I loved in that book is that at the end of the day, there is a reflection to say, how did it go? Yes. Right, so, and, yeah. and look, that cadence is hard to get into. The morning, sitting down for seven minutes and writing, it's easy to skip it. And at the end of the day, sitting down and saying, how did it go? That's easy to skip, but honestly, it's a combined 10 minutes. Right, and 10 yeah. minutes that transforms the day. Right. I do think that sometimes we get this um, zero sum or this null, on off switch, and if we miss a day, it's over, right? Or I miss a few days and see, I didn't get my goal, and we kind of tap out. I think if we could give ourselves more grace, everyone has days. Of course, there are days when I don't do my five year vision, but then the next day I do. Right, yeah. so, so not being defeated and saying, yeah. oh, well, th that was an A for effort, next January I'll set some more goals. Yeah. Saying it's okay, you miss a day, you miss a week, it's fine, let's get back on. I mean, it's a journey. I, I, I think I, I would wish that for people more as well. So to inspire our listeners and viewers, what do you suck at? I mean, what, what's the biggest <laughs> oh, challenge so many for things. you? <laughs> no, so many things. I really think, I mean, and, and it is humbling to, to have written a book on time management because now there's a bar, right? There's right? a benchmark. Yeah. And of course, are watching you. <laughs> of course, there are days where I don't get out of my yoga pants. I mean, that's that's where it's easy to create a vision or to curate the view of someone. But the reality is, you know, I mean, of course, there are days where it's it's not pretty. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you know what? I'm fine. I think the difference is I'm okay with that. The next day is going to be a better one. Like, there's an optimism. Like today's a better day, or today's another effort, and maybe it doesn't go the way I planned. It's fine. There's another day, but I really feel like it's a journey. I think you're a great inspiration for sort of managed chaos. Because, uh, I mean, well said. Right. I mean, you have these two young, <laughs> yeah. young, young girls, uh, ninth, eighth grade, um, seventh, seventh grade. grade. Thank you for asking. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and your husband is a musician and yeah. a fairly famous um, uh, artist around yes. town. Yeah. You and your husband renovated a home recently. Yeah. How yeah. many square feet? Oh, it's yes. yeah, more than Large, you Large, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. former um, fraternity. fraternity house. I mean, so <laughs> Lena and her husband bought a fraternity house. Previously, it was a convent. <laughs> it was. Right? I mean, it was like I mean, lots it's of nuts. rooms. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. But yeah. I went to it a few but weeks fun. ago. It's stunning. It's, it's like fun. this party yes, house. Yes. And, and you have you have a lot going on. Yeah, and at work as well. I mean, I, I have this really rewarding career at Franklin Covey and an amazing team um, of you know 100 consultants that are on my yes. team. And I think managed chaos is probably a good way to say it. I, I have a lot of fun. There, there's again, I credit so much of my life to our content and and really the Seven Habits, Scott. Right. So it's habit one. What is my choice here? And showing up every day with optimism and, and yeah, it's managed chaos and we're going to make the best of it and we're going to have a good time. I feel grateful for our content in that way. Yeah, me as well. Let's end with talking about technology. Okay. Because I know you're not an expert, because off camera you asked me how to turn the shush, your phone shush. off. Shush, <laughs> shush, a secret. She just bought a no. new iPhone, and she was trying to figure out how to do the seven buttons to turn it off. So I took some um, some pride in some being able to show one person one thing about an iPhone. It's like the, I like tripped over, I tripped running over telling you But, but how funny is it that I've never turned it off? I've had it for quite a while. I don't turn my phone off, why do I you, know. right? I know. On the plane, of course, I always turn my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Talk about the challenge of, or the benefit that technology yeah. can play into our productivity and to goal achievement. Uh, so I think it's one of the big paradoxes and ironies and challenges of today is that our technology will make us more productive and yeah. it will make us less productive. Our technology can help us accomplish all these brilliant goals and it can be the thing that hinders us as well. So I think, just like so many things in life, this has to be choice. And I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the book about digital detox. 
Yeah. But, but anyway, so so a book that recently came out around digital detox, taking 30 days and pulling out as much as yeah. you can. Yeah. I think that's that's that. This is choice. There's a huge genre right now around there this. There is. Coach me for a moment, and we'll finish. Uh, one of my biggest challenges is focus. Not surprisingly, right? I have a lot of big opportunities yes. writing books and keynotes and, and blogging and these ink articles and also my day job yes. and my parenting job and my responsibilities as a husband and on and on and on and running my social media yes. right so i thought you know oh, twitter so and much. instagram so and and, and uh, facebook and linkedin and youtube and posting and managing and responding to people that want me to help them as well and i struggle with wanting to be hyper responsive mm -hmm. to all my social mm -hmm. media because in many cases it's like email i mean I, yes. people are asking me to do things for them and yeah. could i coach them on this or endorse their book or write a forward and i want to be responsive i'm kind of a one-man band right but i also owe a column to ink magazine by two o'clock right. today and it's one right. o'clock right and i have another article or a podcast what advice would you give people who may not have that much technology demand on them that i have how do I balance this need to respond mm -hmm. and be responsive mm -hmm. with focusing on my priorities? Says I'm in a I'm in a quandary. Honestly, even if people don't have quite as much as you do, there, there's constant barrage, right? And and in the end, there is no end to the number of things that you could spend time it's on. True. There, yeah. I mean. There's never this caught up. I think people think, I'll oh, just get caught up. There's no caught up people, in today's world. People have world. a goal of getting their inbox to no. zero. That's never been a goal it's of mine. Well, and it can't be if you're going to say, uh, again, bringing this full circle, what's the long-term vision? So does every one of those social media accounts feel that or not? Does having zero inbox yeah. feel that or not? Right. Because in the end, you there, there's no end. So there's no caught up, there's no end to it. You have to say no to something. I mean, there's, and, and unfortunately, broccoli. Broccoli, <laughs> what we often end up saying no to is our most important relationships, right? The one-on-ones -on with true. your team members, it's the true. date night with your sweetheart. Right. And, and I mean, come on, think five years in the future, your inbox being caught up or that extra tweet, I, for some people, honestly, that might be the right thing. But you got to make a choice for yourself. Comes back to knowing your roles. Yeah, right? know know yeah. your roles, know your vision, anchor into the true motivation of what, who do you want to be, what do you want to be, but have a clear vision of it because in the moment when it's hard to put your phone down or turn it off, yeah. it's that vision, that visceral vision, that's going to take you over the tough moment of, I'd rather just sit on the couch and, and binge Netflix, right, right? Right. Which we'd all rather do, but there has to be a vision for, is it getting me closer to who I want to be or not? Lena, great conversation. I want to recap Thanks, briefly kind of some of the key nuggets, right? This idea of goal construction from X to Y by when. Mm -hmm. Connecting that to the why, right? What's the why behind your goal? What's the emotional connection to it? And then this idea of a ritual, mm -hmm. of sitting down, standing up, going for a walk, whatever it is. I actually interviewed Ryan Holiday recently, who wrote the book, yes. Stillness, Stillness is the Key. Yeah. Such a great book, right? I, I, I will not write the book, Stillness is the Key, <laughs> right? But I loved it because he talked about the power of just sometimes going for a walk with no purpose. I mean, amazing. Just eliminating all the noise coming into your head, and just going on a walk with no phone, no radio, no earbuds, and just kind of clearing mm -hmm. out the space to have time to mm -hmm. think. It's kind of what you do in the morning time. Yeah. It's your ritual yeah. time, in your chair, writing down your five-year goals, mm -hmm. uh, Marie Folio's idea of writing them down 10 times in the science that shows they're more likely exponentially mm -hmm. to become true. 
And this golden nugget you have, that is the bouncer. What did you call it, the bar bouncer? No, nightclub bouncer. When was the last time you were in a nightclub, Scott? <laughs> That's why you can't remember. Might have been. <laughs> might have been. Nightclub bouncer. Uh, in thank your you. Brain. Thanks for calling me out. He was, he was last weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> you probably own a nightclub. Managed chaos. <laughs> Managed chaos. Uh, nightclub bouncer in your brain. head, in your brain, yeah. that you've handed your VIP list to. Yeah. Not, ta- not Tina Turner, but of <laughs> these are my top priorities. Do I want And then be? sort of neurologically, your nightclub bouncer is going to suppress or keep things out mm-hmm. of the way. I love mm-hmm. that idea. Like I can picture the little guy, right? Yeah, yeah. With muscles, like a little list, right? <laughs> Saying, sorry, you're list? off, right? <laughs> yeah. With the little yeah. red rope yeah. back and forth. It's yeah. excellent. Lena, thank you, thank you, so thank you much, for joining Scott. us. So delighted you're here. Lena Renee, author of two Wall Street Journal best-selling books for Franklin Covey, Leading Loyalty, and The Five Choices to Extraordinary Productivity. We'll have you back. Thank My you. sense is there's probably another book in the works for you sometime. Sometime, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll have you back for sure. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Scott. And thanks for joining us. If you're not subscribing to On Leadership, visit franklincovey.com. Click on the On Leadership button. It's free. comes out every Tuesday via email. It also posts to all of your favorite podcast channels. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, it's everywhere. Rate it, rank it, review it, invite all your family and friends to subscribe as well. Each week we interview a new guest, best-selling author, business titan, celebrity, or a dear friend of mine like Lena Renee who has all that kind of wrapped up into one package. And we'll see you back here next week for On Leadership.